Alright, let's get started. So, if, um, whew, that, that, I can feel that God is about to move through this message tonight. I don't feel the energy in the room. <clears throat> this is important. It's going to be one of the most important messages you hear. Um, Before I get started, as y'all know, I had to pray with y'all. Let's go ahead and take a few deep breaths. Calm ourselves down. Let's get into it. Uh, on the count of three, let's all take a deep breath. One, two, three. Reason why we take deep breaths is because it centers you. Allows you to be able to focus. Brings you into the moment. Let's go ahead and take another deep breath. On the count of three. One. Two. Three. Also brings the proper oxygen into your body. And I believe that you're supposed to enter into God's presence from a place of peace, not from anxiety. Be aware of your moment right now. If you're at home with your kids, if you're out, just be aware of the moment right now. You're present. Be present. Let's go ahead and take another deep breath. And this time, let's exhale. And as we exhale, let's just thank God for breath. We're still in the middle of a pandemic and you're breathing. A lot of people lost their breath within the last two years. And because you still got yours, we're not going to take it for granted. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath on the count of three. One, two. Wait, wait, wait. Let me establish this first. When you inhale, inhale slowly, as slow as possible. And then exhale as slow as possible. And as you exhale, I just want you to thank God for a breath. Let's go on the count of three. One, two, three. Moment of silence. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be able to have this moment with you tonight. Lord, I'm asking that you speak the truth through me. Allow me to inspire the people on the other side of this phone, the people that listen to this podcast after we get off the live, to be able to move in a way where when they establish friendships, they can feel the work of God happening inside of their hearts. Allow people to be able to to come across each other, forgive each other, love each other, and commit to each other the way that we're supposed to do it in the kingdom. I ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Give me glory so that I give it back on to you. Amen. Um, so, if this is your first time joining us, we are 
RTC ministry. RTC stands for revolutionize the culture. The way that we revolutionize the culture is by transforming the community from within. The way that we transform communities from within is by building our own community, making our own community like a family. And then we lay down laws and we lay down principles within our own community. We got to give that out to the other communities and other people that we are a part of. I always use me and my wife for an example. We got together and we lay down laws and we lay down principles inside of our household. And we have to be the way that we are inside of our household on the outside of our household. She still has family family on the outside of me. I still have family on the outside of her. We got colleagues. We got people we work with. We got friends that we talk to. And we have to be a reflection of what goes on inside of our house when we're outside of our house. That is the model that we follow here. It follows the same model that Jesus gave the disciples when he told them to go out into the world and make disciples. That means to go out into the places where people are running the world and make them your students. The word world means cosmos in the Greek. That also means controlling systems. So the people who are controlling these systems, you need to go out there, go to them, and then make them your students. That's your goal. Go out there, make them your students, right? Um, uh, Eagle Eyes, ah, that's my cousin Shay. What up, what up, what up, what up? Great to have you, great to have you, great to have you tonight. Great to have you tonight. Um, so yeah, um, that is the that is the mantra that we follow. Um, this right here is a life training class on the Revolutionize the Culture podcast. You are on the Revolutionize the Culture podcast right now. We're going live, but it's a podcast. And this is life training class. The word life comes from an acronym, L-I-F-E. Uh, and that's love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. We give love, we give inspiration, we give faithfulness, and we give empowerment. We give love, we give inspiration, we give faithfulness, and we give empowerment. If you already know that, can you say that home with me one time? We give love. We give inspiration, we give faithfulness, and we give empowerment. That is what we do here. That's the principles of RTC in this life training class. And I'm going to say this real quick, too. The reason why this is a life training class is because I used to teach a Bible study. All right? I was a young adult pastor, a part of a church. I used to teach a Bible study. I taught a Bible study probably for about seven years. Uh, maybe the last two of those years is when I transitioned into a life training class. Maybe, yeah, maybe the last two of those years. And so the reason why I think this is important to do is because I want to walk through life with you, right? I don't want to just throw scriptures at you. I want to walk through life with you. And I believe that we're going to be doing that here as a part of this podcast. Uh, the word of the year this year is resource, all right? Remember that. The word of the year this year is resource. Shantae, what up? What up? What up? Great to have you tonight. The word of the year this year is resource. Y'all remember that. God spoke to me early this year and said everybody who is a part of RTC needs to be a resource. The reason why we got to be resources this year is because for the last two years, we've been in the middle of this pandemic and people believe that we're going to run out of resources. That's what everybody's afraid of. That's what everybody was afraid of. That's why you couldn't get no tissue in 2020. Right? Storage was looking crazy. Right? Look at God. I want to start challenging you. This is what me and my wife do. Open up a generosity account. A generosity account. That just means another bank account. It don't even have to really be a bank account. It could be one of your uh, cash cards. Maybe your Venmo or maybe your cash app. Maybe your Zelle. Uh, just some place, some extra place of money just to give to people. Okay, open up another account, have a place of money 
just to give to people. And every time you get paid, put money inside of that account. And every week, every time you get a paycheck, pray and ask God to show you who to give some money to. It don't have to be the whole person. I mean, it don't have to be all the money inside of the account. Every time God shows you a person, but pray and ask God, who can you give some money to every time you get paid? Put some money inside of that account and ask God who to give some money to. That's how you be a resource. The answer of who to be a resource to is in the source. You got to go to the source first. Go to God, ask him who to give some money to, but do your due, do your due diligence by making an account, I call it a generosity account, you call it a giving account, whatever. Make an account, put money inside of that account. Every time you get paid, some kind of percentage, maybe 10%, uh, <laughs> tied to the community, you feel me? <laughs> uh, put some money inside of that account every time you get paid and pray and ask God who to get that money to. That's how we're going to be resources this year. That's how we're going to be resources. We're going to do it. Um <laughs> and uh so what we doing rtc we about to drop a podcast uh the first episode of the rtc podcast uh should be out tomorrow uh i'm gonna be hitting everybody up in the dm you can look for it it should be out tomorrow and then uh we should be having uh, a love talk this sunday morning uh with elon's if elon's is still online you know what i'm saying uh he's gonna be joining me and we're gonna be talking about love you know what i'm saying we need that Two black men, two faithful black men talking about love. <laughs> so you got to put up Sunday morning so that we can do that, right? Um, I think that's uh, all in there. Oh, one one more thing real quick. Uh, if you guys miss Family Business Night, you got to pull up the next time we have Family Business Night. We had Zombiac on there. Shout out to Zombiac. And we gave away over $500. Did you hear me? We gave away over $500. Last Wednesday night. Was it last Wednesday? I, I looked to the side like somebody else was in the room with me. Anybody been here with me? Uh, <laughs> we gave away over $500 last Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? So, um, family business might be popping. Um, and we are happy to come out here and just be a resource. You know what I'm saying? Like, to come out here and just be able to give money away like that. You know what I mean? So, um <laughs> So, uh, give me just a second, and we're going to get started. All right. And y'all, remember when y'all come through, uh, hit the invite button, 10 to 20 people. Let's get the place popping. So, listen to this parable. A visionary is like a man who was a marriage counselor. He loved giving people tools to help them communicate with each other and bring peace and joy inside of their lives as they become one. One day, his wife heard some troubling news and she went to him to go pour out her heart to him. And as she started speaking, the man was hit with a storm of emotions, a whirlwind of decisions and a, a, a tornado of feelings. He didn't know how to respond. So instead of saying anything, 
he hugged his wife. And then she laid her hand, her chin on his shoulder. He remained silent. And in his silence, she heard God. Listen. The measurement for love in the kingdom is through friendships. I'm going to say that again. One of the most important measurements. I shouldn't say it's the measurement. It's one of the most important measurements of love in the kingdom. It's through friendships. Man, can somebody put that in the group chat for me? One of the most important measurements of love in the kingdom is through friendships. God is interested in what kind of friend you are. God is interested in what kind of friend you are. I bet you didn't know that, did you? Mm-hmm. God is interested in what kind of friend you are. Let me see if I have another picture of that that don't have a... What you call it on there? Can we use this? Oh. Oh, yeah, we can move. I didn't even know I could do that. That's pretty dope. Um, so yeah, the, one of the most important measurements of love in the kingdom is through friendships. One of the most important love, I mean, one of the most important measurements of love in the kingdom is through friendships. I'm going to put that in here myself of the most important measurements of love in the kingdom. It's through friendships. God cares about what kind of friend you are. Now, oftentimes, we spend more time caring about what kind of friends we have, but not what kind of friend we are. The kind of friends you have might say something about the kind of friends you are. Right? The kind of friends you have might say something about the kind of friend that you are. I have a question for you. Who is your best friend? And why? I want you to think of who your best friend is and why they are your best friend. My best friend is my wife. And I'm going to tell you the main reason why she's my best friend. There's a lot of reasons why I can tell you why she's my wife. But the reason why she's my best friend is because... When I reveal myself to her, she said, hey, bestie. <laughs> when I reveal myself to her, I am still embraced. 
right? She embraces me even when I reveal the darker side to me. I'm embraced. And I'm just be honest with you. I am often still taken by surprise at how much grace I receive for some of the things that I reveal. Am I alone in that? <laughs> uh, Gary, you said your wife too. Are you sometimes surprised at the amount of grace that you're receiving for what you're revealing? And I'm like, yo, I thought that this was going to be a harsher judgment for this. Ah, but some of her responses to some of the things that I go through. That's my best friend. <laughs> that's my best friend. And that's why. Somebody else tell me why. Garrett, why is it your wife? Why is she your best friend? Somebody tell me why. Why? Why are they your best friend? Yeah, it. I mean, that is the feeling of God right there. To to reveal shame and get embraced for it. You know what I mean? To to reveal something that you've been hiding and then get embraced for it. It's the feeling of God right there. Even when Adam and Eve sinned inside of the garden, they have consequences, but he still covered them up. He still embraced them. He said, unconditional love. I feel that from her. I, I see you. I see you. I see you. That's what that is, right? Right? I can reveal myself. Not afraid to reveal myself. Right? Right? You know somebody is your friend when you're not afraid to reveal yourself to them. Oh, they have the light. Bam, you know what I'm saying? Hey, put that in the group chat. You know somebody is your friend when you're not afraid to reveal yourself to them. Mm. When you're not afraid to reveal yourself. Right? And let me speak on that being afraid. Real quick. Because sometimes that fear is just going to come naturally. And it's like even I said that. Oftentimes I'm surprised by the amount of grace. Right? So if that's going to happen naturally, then what to me constitutes the idea of us actually having an actual friendship is that I have to, I remind myself that I can break through this fear because I remember moments of other things that I revealed myself to her during and I remember the embracing I remember the grace I remember it and so I always have something to look back to oh no Dre you can say this because she forgave you for this you can say this because she hugged you after you said this. You can say that. I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> that was so old. Forgive me. If I ever say that again, just hop off the line. Um, <laughs> uh, she said, 
Arbany said, mine is true accountability and character building that I receive from you. You see more of me even when I have a hard time seeing it in me. That's why oh, that's why you my bestie. Hey, you feel me? <laughs> now, here's another question for you. You said, <laughs> If someone considers you their their friend, why? Does someone consider you a best friend? And if they do, why? Uh, can you affirm yourself real quick? Is there anything to affirm? If somebody says that Garrett is my friend, Arbany is my friend. Dre is my friend. Elance is my friend. I don't know who else is online right now. Uh, Snacks is my friend. Shantae is my friend. Shay is my friend. If they say, hey, she's my friend. He's my friend. What are some of the reasons why you believe that they will say that? How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself as a friend? You ain't got to answer that one immediately. I want you to sit on that one a little bit. <laughs> Look at this. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 7. Oh, man. Uh, uh, uh. Let me get that right quick. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 7 and it says again I saw something meaningless under the sun now let me give you a little bit of context this is written by Solomon Solomon is the wisest and richest king that he's ever known that has ever lived right God promised him that he would be this so Solomon is full of wisdom He's at a point in his life where he's telling you about some of the things that he's observed for being on the, on the earth and seeking out the amount of knowledge that he seeked out. Now, he says, again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content from his wealth. For who am I toiling? He asked. And why am I not depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Now, immediately you get to hear the man talk, right? First, Solomon sets up his scenario. He's all alone, no son, no brother, but he works hard and he's not happy about the money that he got. Mm, how many of us can end up in that position when we don't make true authentic friendships on our way to the top? There's something that I will never believe in. And that's that wealth is more important than friendship. No. Relationships are way more important than wealth. Somebody shared this once with me. Um, actually, I mean, there was this quote from Lecrae. Uh, he once said that I would never want to be on a track, on a fast track of life and notice that I left 
my friends and my family dead on the tracks behind me. I probably messed that quote up. But he says something about going forward in life and leaving people behind him messed up. Like he, like his life was a train and it ran through the people that he loved to get to the top. Right? So the man got to speak. He said, for who am I toiling? Why am I working if I ain't got nobody to share it with? Y'all ain't know that was actually in the Bible, huh? Y'all thought celebrities was just tripping. When they say that I got this money, but I'm all alone. Nah, this in the Bible. He said, for who am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Then Solomon goes in. Kill him, Solomon. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Now, let me start over again. Two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. I'm going to say that one more time. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Ah, you get a return on your labor that's good when you work with a friend. Because if either of them falls down, one can help the other one up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? I'm going to tell y'all something real quick. <laughs> and this is more for the idea of romantic relationships, right? I love being able to feel my wife's body in the bed at night as warmth when it's cold. We cuddle up when it's cold, right? And and sometimes I don't even stay cuddled up all throughout the night. Sometimes I just need to cuddle up for a little bit. And, you know, if, if it gets too hot in the room, I might turn the other way. <laughs> I'm still in the bed, but I might turn the other way. And may, maybe I just might put my feet, let, let my foot touch her foot. Am I the only one? Yeah, I, come on, don't leave me alone. I might just let my foot touch her foot. Just know I feel somebody. <laughs> you said it's gonna be hot tomorrow, <laughs> man. Hey, you can't do it too long when it's hot. <laughs> when he said two lie down together, they will keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And quarter three strands is not quickly broken, right? He 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 advanced it on the third one. Quarter three strands is not quickly broken. Friends are there to help you up. If you fall, keep you warm when you cold and help you defend against obstacles in your life. Check out these slides real quick. Y'all get ready to start screenshotting. Screenshot this. A friend is a family member by choice, not by blood. Y'all screenshot that. A friend is a family member by choice, not by blood. See, this picture right here is a group of four friends. It's me on the end. It's my cousin Elon's right next to me. It's my guy Mike in the middle. Well, is that kind of the middle? The third from the left? 
<laughs> you have my cotton snacks all the way on the other end, right? Me and my cousin are related by blood, but we there in this moment because we choose to be friends with each other. Oh, please don't tell me that all of your family members are like friends. That's the issue that we have with family. That's why it's hard to get along with family. Because our friends treat us better than our family members. As a matter of fact, most of us would say that our friends are our family. Because a friend is a family member that you chose by choice. That you have in your life by choice, not by blood. You didn't choose your brother or your sister. You didn't choose your mama or your daddy. You ain't got no choice. God threw you up in that mix. I believe there's a purpose for it, but God threw you up in there. You ain't had no choice. But your homie, your homegirl, your confidant, the person that you pour into, that pours back into you, you had to choose them. And listen, my definition of family is a household of people that serve each other. That's what a family is. Right? And so a friend is somebody that you serve and that serves you. Right? Don't think you have a friend without service. Your friendship has to be based on service. You got to treat them like family. And they should be treating you like family. A family member by choice, not by blood. That's what a friend is. So, how often do you choose to be family to someone? Hmm? And remember the three lines that uh, it, uh, Solomon gave us. How do you pick them up when they fall? Can you help them stay warm when it's cold? Can you help them defend? Screenshot that. Next slide. A friend is a person adopted into your family by love. That's how we bring friends into the family. By love. Right? Jesus told the disciples that go, to go out and love each other. And he said, this would be the fruit. This will be the way that people will know that you belong to me if y'all go out there and y'all love each other. And remember, he called the disciples his friends. He said, love people like I loved y'all. I was a friend of y'all. I want y'all to go out there and love people the same way. Right? In other words, I want you to adopt them into your family. I treated y'all like a family. This we, we started out as boys. We became a family. I want you to go out and bring other people into the same family. That's supposed to be the whole move of the Christian movement. That's what the kingdom really is. We're going out to go add family members. Right? God is a father. He's an adopter. And some of y'all know this is true because the people who you consider your real friends, I bet they know your family. Your family has met them. Some of you have chosen these people over your family in different times, in moments. 
right? If it's your spouse, your wife, or your husband, I'm sure there's been moments when you've had to choose your wife or your husband over the family that you were birthed into. Because that's your new family now. That's your friend now that you adopted by love. Right? Now, when the, you use the concept of adoption, that means that you prepare to be a resource to them. Let me ask you a question. Is there anybody that's in your life that you are always a resource to, but they're never a resource to you? You got any friendships like that? Huh? If you got any friendships like that, I need you to invite them to this class right now. <laughs> I, I, I need you to invite them to this class. What? If I call you family, that means that I am prepared to be a resource in your life. I need to be a ride for you when you don't have a ride. I need to have a place for you to sleep if you don't have a place to sleep. Right? That's what family does. So if you my friend and I treat you like family, I'm also your resource. A resource. A true resource. I can be there for you. Right? See, that's why I want y'all to have this generosity account. You you gain friends by using your worldly goods. Jesus said that we should gain friends by our wealth. That's why wealth can never be more important than relationships, because you're supposed to use your wealth to have more relationships. And I don't mean buy people. I mean, be a resource. Can anybody remember a time where you had a friend that was a resource for you? Man, I'll never forget. One of my closest friends. Um, I'm going to say his name because most of y'all on here know him. His name is Emmanuel Fears. We call him Pastor Fears. I'll never forget this moment. He picked me up. And he took me to the mall. And he bought me something to eat. And he bought me a pair of shoes. Now listen to me. Me and him are maybe seven, eight years apart. We're not that, he's not that much older than me. But he was a youth pastor and I was part of the youth at the time. I was a little old to be a part of the youth. <laughs> but we didn't have a young adult ministry at our church at the time. Flip, what's the deal, man? Great to see you tonight. Great to see you tonight. Um, he bought me a pair of shoes. I will never forget that moment. I will never forget that moment. If he ever needs anything from me and I'm in a financial position to do it, I'm going to do it because I'm going to never forget that moment. I'm going to never forget that moment. I didn't ask for them shoes. 
He just looked at my feet and then he bought me some shoes. And I'll never forget that moment. Right? Be a resource. Right? The reason why I said that about Snacks earlier when he was on is because Snacks was a manager and he gave me a job at a time where I didn't know how I was going to feed my family. I had just got evicted. I didn't know what I was going to do. My boy called me up and gave me a job. I ain't even had no interview. He was a resource to me. Come on, I know y'all got some stories. When have you had a friend be a resource to you? Hmm? Put it in the group chat. My boy Mike right here. He just recently called me up. We just had babies. Like a week, a few days apart from each other. In February, we both just had a baby. I had a boy, he had a girl. My boy Mike, he called me up while I was in the hospital. And he said, Dre, I got somebody who just bought me over some Popeye's chicken and some fries. It's frozen right now. And I want you to have it. I don't know if you need food. I just want you to have it. He's a resource to me. He's always been a resource to me. His, his house was a place of solace for me. We found refuge at his house. We used to go chill at his house. Hmm? Hmm? And God allowed me to be able to be a resource to him. I married him. I was able to officiate his wedding. And that's because God had established our relationship and he brought it back around for me to be able to be the same thing to him. Ronnie, my cousin that's in this picture, even though we are actually related by blood, we choose to be friends. There's been moments where he didn't have a car, where he lived in Orange County, came all the way to L.A. to come pick me up to take me places that I needed to go. Hmm? I didn't got roughed up by the cops in front of this dude, and he still stood by my side. Right? Allowed me to come live with him. I shared a room with him. And then when I was able to do the same thing for him, God blessed me to be able to do the same things. God brings it back. London, what up, what up? You said, I remember when I couldn't pay my car note and my best friend came through for me. There's been countless times where I needed gas in my car and food in my fridge and my bestie said, came through for me. See, what up? I, I don't know if she hopped on after you tagged her, but yo. <laughs> Sid, Sid is a part of the family. You know what I'm saying? CRTC. Yeah, full circle. It comes back. I remember moments when I doubted my worth and my other bestie. She reminded me. Right? That's because you adopted her into your family by love. That's what a friend is. That's what a friend is. Right? That, that's why I don't wear the title pastor. Don't call me a pastor. Call me your friend. 
I want to be friends with people. That's how you move the kingdom forward. Friends. The disciples were friends. Phone died. Y'all make sure y'all screenshot that. He said, there's been countless times my oldest sister actually came through for whatever it was. Boy, I've had moments where I've just been in prayer about what to do next. That friend, you said so many names, forever grateful. And all of them never asked for anything in return. Mm. If I adopt you, you can't pay me back. Come on, yo. If I adopt you, you can't pay me back. So when I do things for you, I don't want nothing in return. You adopted. You family. Right? That friend that I told y'all about. One of my closest male friends, the one that was having a fight at school, and I jumped in and I helped him. We became cool after that. I remember when I was, I went to go to Louisiana um, to my wife's grandfather's funeral. Me and my wife had caught a flight, and in Louisiana, the airplanes don't go straight to Shreveport. They, you have to go through Dallas first. I don't know why. Shreveport ain't got no airport. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Y'all didn't know that. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. And my homeboy, he saw that me and my wife ain't had no way to get to Dallas to catch our flight. And he drove us from Shreveport to Dallas. He had no business in Dallas. He had nothing to do. He drove us hours. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, London know about that. She been in the South. He had to drive us hours to get to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? About two and a half, three. He did that. How many of y'all driving two and a half, three hours just in the middle of your day for somebody? Right? Some of y'all won't even pick somebody up from work. Let me not say some of y'all. I'm going to say some of us have had moments where we didn't even want to pick somebody up from work. Let's always keep the mirror on us. We've had these moments. Right? And then something about the spirit of friendship breaks through and you say, hey, I'm going to come get you. I'm not asking for gas money, but I'm going to come get you. Well, gas is a little bit high now. You might have to ask from time to time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's up there. <laughs> Y'all screenshot that, man. Next slide. <laughs> Boom. God is friends with people who believe in him. This one about to change your life. Uh, ah, this is in the Bible. <laughs> Turn me to the book of James 2, 23. James 2, 23. Look, check me out. <laughs> James says, 
Now he's having a conversation with these believers about people of faith and how God interacted with them when they showed faith. Now check this out. James 2, 23, he says, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. Did y'all see that? Don't look at it later. Dang, I should have I, I had a screenshot for it. <laughs> Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. He was called God's friend. I'm going to say it again. He was called God's friend. I bet y'all didn't even know that God is looking for friends. Mm. See, we made it seem like God is looking for slaves. God ain't looking for slaves. God is looking for friends. It says that when Abraham was being righteous, I mean, when Abraham was being faithful, it was credited to him as righteousness and he became God's friend. It said God called him his friend. He said, and God looked at him and said, that's my boy right there. That's my friend. I confide in him. We talk to each other. I tell him my problems. He tells me his problems. We friends. Uh, did you know your relationship with God was supposed to go like that? God tells me his problems. He says, DeAndre, they need to hear about friendship. I want you to go teach about it. He says, DeAndre, they need to hear about innocence. I want you to go teach about it. He said, DeAndre, we got a problem right here in America. Black people are not being taught about finances. I need you to go read books about finances so that we can talk about it. He said, DeAndre, I feel that people are falling out of love. I need you to go tell them how to be friends so that their relationship won't be based on a title. He tells me his problems. And I tell him mine. I say, God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> God, I can't do that. Right? And then he tells me the other problem. He said, you need to stop acting like I didn't create you. Right? And then I go out and work. Y'all didn't know that's how your relationship with God was? Your friends. God got problems. Earthly problems. There's stuff going on here that needs to be solved. And you're the problem solver. Let God tell you his problems. Let him confide in you. Jesus told his disciples, I no longer call you my servants because a servant doesn't know all of his master's business. I confided in you and told you everything that God told me to tell you. That's what Jesus told his friends. He said, y'all not servants. Y'all are friends. Because I tell y'all things that God told me to tell you. A servant doesn't know all his master's business. He said, I remember when I was moving, it had to be the rest of my things out of my old apartment after my car was stolen and the tires were stolen. Four days later, my DU baby's godfather... XB, oh, oh, we got we got a story coming. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish typing that story. I'm with it. Right? XB up and my dog. Love me out of and make sure I was safe. You didn't have anything. Things were stolen for you, from you. And people was there for you. And you know what? That's a mark of believing in them. God is friends with people who believe in him. Uh, this is crazy to me. 
God is kind and graceful to everyone. But he's friends with people who believe in him. See, a lot of us don't understand what Jesus was saying when he said that the sun rises and falls on the wicked. The rain pours on the wicked also. All right. I still give wicked people sunshine. I still give wicked people rainfall. I still make sure I have an earth where wicked people can eat. But they don't become my friend until they believe in me. When they believe in me, then I start telling them my problems. When I start telling them my problems, then they have a focus, a purpose. Now they have things to do in their life. Now their life can change because I got wisdom I can impart to them. I got something that I can do with them. I got things that we can go through with each other. Now they're my friends because they believe in me. And how many of us are missing out on close friendships because we don't take the time to believe in people. Who do you believe in? Who do you believe in? Mike Jelks, I just realized you was on here, man. I forgot to holler at you, man. What's happening? What's happening? Right? Who do you believe in? Right? Dylan. What's the deal, man? Good to have you tonight. Good to have you tonight. God is friends with people who believe in him. Right? If you don't believe in him, you can't have all the benefits of the friendship. Right? You can still get sunshine. You can still get rainfall. You will still be able to live your life on the earth and do all the things that you want to do that you put your heart and your mind to if you don't believe in God. But you will not get an intimate relationship with the creator of earth unless you believe in him. That's how you become friends with the, with the creator of the earth. So the same thing should be with us. The people who we befriend should be people that we believe in. Right? So, like I, I told you, tonight we flipping the message. We're not doing one of those messages where I'm telling you, hey, if they don't believe in you, then they're not your friend. Listen, people don't believe in you until you give them something to show for. Your goal is to not be believed in by everybody. It's to go believe in other people. You think Jesus was walking around hoping everybody would believe in him? No, he knew everybody wasn't going to believe in him. That's not what he was worried about. He said, I need to go believe in a certain group of people to go make them believers. Ooh, that's powerful. Mm. Let me go believe in some people. And if I believe in them, they will believe in me. See, one of the things that we miss out about the disciples is that Jesus believed in them. Even when they would try to reject him from believing in them. He kept telling Peter, feed my sheep. You had the ability to do this. 
Peter said, no. He said, feed my sheep. You got the ability to do that. I believe in you. When Jesus was washing their feet and Peter said, no, you can't wash my feet because I'm below you. And Jesus said, if you don't let me believe in you, you ain't a part of me. I got to clean you. Because I believe in you. Uh, if you believe in God, it's because God believes in you. He believes in you first. That's how you got here. Mm, put that in the group chat. If you believe in God, it's because God believes in you. He believed in you enough to reveal himself to you. Right? So stop being on the other end of the spectrum looking for believers. You be the believer. <laughs> one of my, somebody who I believe is the one of the best teachers that God gave the earth is Dr. Miles Monroe. And he once said this powerful statement about believers at work. He said, you don't go to work to find believers. You go to work to make them. Mm. You don't go to work to find them. You go to work to make them. Right? You said, love this. And it's so hard because knowing that and trying to make that practical is hard, I must say. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. But let me tell you something. Your goal and believing in people, it's not for you to try to just come up with things that you feel about them. Your goal is to try to figure out how God feels about them, and then you pour that into them. Oh, I'm on the roll right now. Hey, what up? Love right. Great to have you tonight. Great to have you tonight. Right? So, so listen. We keep working backwards because of the teaching. The teaching that we keep getting keeps telling us, hey, they need to believe in you. People need to believe in you. People need to be around you. People need to help you get places. No, your goal is to not worry about what they're doing for you. You do it for them. You do it for them, and then you set up boundaries around that for your own mental health. There's nothing wrong with setting boundaries around a friendship, but you begin it by establishing that this is the foundation of the friendship. I believe in you. I believe in you. The, the majority of people who have best friends that has pushed them to another place, they all say this one common thing. They say, I love them because they believe in me even when I don't believe in myself. And that's how God is. Believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. One of my best friends, his name is Paul. We went into a joint venture to get this house that I'm living in right now. He believes in me. He says things about me that clearly come from God that I wouldn't have even thought of on my own. And that's why you need to prophesy to your friends. 
You need to be on the phone with them. You need to be in conversations with them, telling them, hey, this is what God says about you. You need to ask God, God, how do you see them? Or God, how can I help them see themselves the way that you see them? Be that vessel. She said, what if the friend doesn't receive the help you are willing to give? I love that you said that. What does God do when people don't receive him? This is how, this is my, <laughs> this is my visual of how God is when people don't receive him. Hold on. Let me, let me take this slide. Y'all screenshot this slide. I hope y'all screenshotted this. Let me take this off. Arms open. You're beautiful. Oh, you don't want that? Okay. Okay. I called you to go out there and speak to millions. Oh, you don't want that? Okay. Okay. Hey, you're an author. You can write books. You're supposed to own a business. You're supposed to serve people for my glory. No? You don't want that? Okay. Okay. See, I believe that he's backing up and his voice is sounding more distant. Oh, but he's still using it. The voice is distant, but he's still using it. Hey. Hey. And I believe that that's why you have Jesus entered into human history. Gee, everybody don't believe in Jesus. I hope that's not newfound information. <laughs> right? Everybody don't believe in him. What does he do? I pour out my love to those who do believe in me. And I just keep calling from a distance. Hey. Hey. Hey, you know you're supposed to have a family, right? You're supposed to marry her. No? Alright. Alright. Hey. Some months then went by. Hey, I know we ain't talked in months. I just wanted to check up on you. How you doing? Oh, that's going on in your life? Remember last time we talked and I told you you need to... Oh, you didn't do it? Uh, it's all good. You, know, you want to do this? This No? All right. It's all good. I, 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 it's been six months. We ain't talked in a long time. Maybe we still have a memory that we share that lets me know that we can still possibly be friends. You don't want to listen? Okay. Okay. Now, this is boring, abusive relationship, but if, if, if you have friends that just simply don't hear you out, Back up and keep using the voice. The voice don't stop. The voice don't stop. The more you become who God has called you to be, the more the people will come around you anyway. Right? So you keep backing up, but you use your voice from a distance. And that brings me to the next slide. Y'all screenshot this. Hey, what up? Jay Porsche. What's good, Joy? Good to have you tonight. Uh, a friend is someone you choose to do life with. Somebody you choose to do life with. Right? And life is an acronym. 
going to give y'all this acronym tonight. It's our principles, but we're going to go through them a little bit more. Love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. Right? You do life with your friend. And I define love, I mean life as love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. Right? You do life with a friend. Do life with them. People you do life with. This means that we got to be vulnerable with each other. Right? The people that you do life with, you're able to have, put this in the group chat, therapeutic conversations. Oh, therapeutic conversations. Have therapeutic conversations with the people you do life with. That's a long one, huh? Nah, I got to type that. <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. However you want to word it. <laughs> therapeutic conversations. And listen, we ain't got to talk every day for that. We ain't got to talk every day for that. My boy, Gary, just hit me earlier this week and was like, yo... Can we check in? I hit him the week before. I hit him a few weeks before that. Like, yo, can we mentally check in? And then we mentally check in. We don't text each other every day. We don't talk to each other every day. All we need is to be able to create a space. And then as soon as we get in that space, we start talking like we've been talking to each other every single minute of the day. Every single hour. Because we instantly go in being vulnerable. And that's because we're doing life with each other. Right? Therapeutic conversations. The reason why people need therapy is because it's hard to communicate with the people that you're close to. That's the whole point of therapy is that you learn how to communicate with people that you're close to. You learn how to wear your feelings. You learn how to use your emotions to better your life. And what is better than having friends that you can have therapeutic conversations with? Right? Now, remember, let's flip the script. This ain't about you trying to find people that just need to listen to all your problems. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying you be the counselor. You talk to people. You give people space to open up, pour out their problems to you, and help to guide them. Now, granted, there are some people that you're going to get in your life that just tries to dump on you. You ain't going to be able to help everybody every conversation. Right? It's because there's, there's some conversation that you don't even need to talk in. What does the scripture say? Be slow to speak and quick to listen. To me, the, the, the visual of that scripture is like this. <laughs> slow to speak and quick to listen. I don't help out my friends by giving off random advice that I don't follow. That doesn't help nobody. By giving off cliches to get them throughout the day. By speaking their language of just saying surface things. No, I want to hear everything out. And if I have something to say, I'll say it. If I don't have something to say, at least I made your brain work by asking you questions. That's a therapeutic conversation. And listen, we can cut down on the amount of people who struggles with mental health if we can bring therapy into our friendships. That's what the church been missing. 
We ain't even been talking about therapy for so long in the black church that we only know what therapy is. And now we run into therapy and we forgetting that part of the therapy is supposed to be the ability to have good relationships. So let's just learn how to be friends and then people won't be struggling so hard. I'm seeing people go to therapy and now they're coming out of therapy still feeling damaged. And it's because they didn't translate it into their actual friendships. Therapeutic conversations. Somebody that you do life with. Somebody that you do life with. Um, let's do this acronym. I got a video and then we out of here. Uh, so, real, so real quick. Love. The way I define love is commitment, service, and investment. Right? So let's 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 move slowly through that. Love equals commitment y'all screenshot that picture <laughs> service and investment right that's what love equals commitment service and investment right you don't love me if we not if you're not committed to the betterment of my life that don't mean that I'm on hands and foot for every single person that, I mean, for every single need that you have. I'm there when I can be there. Remember, we have friendships with boundaries. But I need to at least be committed to the betterment of your life and being able to help when I can. That's what real love is. It's service. I need to see you as somebody that I will put above me so that I can serve. Even Paul says, hey, raise each other, raise each other, look at each other above one another. Right? I got to, I got to put you above me so that I can serve you. When you come to my house, I serve you. Right? When you need help, I serve you. I, I, I put some of my needs to the side and I go serve you. Next thing is investment. And I mean this in every single way, but I don't want to skate around the issue. Financial investment. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and say that there. The people who you consider your real friends are people that, I mean, people that you love are people that you will financially invest in. You do not love somebody if you will not financially invest in them. Let me tell you something. You don't love people if you can't financially invest in them. And by financial investment, I mean be ready to help out financially when possible. Right? But we're not, we're people of generosity. It's generosity is the principle in the kingdom. I'm going to say what I said earlier. Remember, your challenge to be a resource this year is to make a generosity account. Make a generosity account. Make an account that you put money into every time that you get paid. Every time that you get paid, some kind of money, you can choose the percentage. I said, you want to make it easier? You've been in church a long time? Do 10%. <laughs> choose the percentage. Put that money in the account every time you get paid and pray and ask God to show you who to give it to. That's love. The stories that I read that London just shared, they'll sound like financial investment. She said things were stolen from her. They loved her out of that situation. 
That took some financial investment. Maybe I had to spend my gas. Maybe I had to uh, actually spend some dollars. I had to use my money, the money that I worked hard for to earn, to feed my family with, to take care of my friends. Because they're my family too. Right? The next word, uh, remember, is life. L-I-F-E. It's love. Uh, the way that I define inspiration is the spark of flame in somebody. To speak life to somebody. Right? Friends are people that you speak life to. We're going to keep that one simple. Speak life to your friends. Right? That's what inspiration is. That's how you inspire people. You speak life to them. The word inspiration literally means to spark a flame under somebody. And the way that you do that is you speak life into them. I want to tell you a secret. About the power of affirmation. Um, so I used to be a part of a financial business. And in this financial business, we used to have meetings. And every time you came to a meeting, we were trained on how to affirm each other in front of guests. Right? So if somebody came to the meeting that wasn't a part of the business, we would pull them to the side and then we will go affirm the person that brought them to the business. Right? So if you brought somebody to the business, I pull somebody to I pull y'all to the side, and then I go tell them how great you are, how dope you are, and all the things that you are doing, and how it's so awesome that you brought this person to the business. Power affirmation. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Real affirmation, I'm not saying that this one is fake, but I was trained. And how to affirm through this. Real affirmation is when you can say something about somebody and they read it or they hear it and their response is, dang, I didn't even know that about myself. Y'all ever done that? Y'all ever y'all ever been affirmed? And then after the person started telling you how they felt about you, the things that you've done about them, maybe they brought up a memory that you forgot. Maybe they brought up a personality aspect that you actually don't like. And then after you heard the affirmation, you were inspired again. You said, oh, snap. I ain't even realized that about myself. I mean that to you. Be people of affirmation. Affirm your friends. Yo, what up, man? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Good to have you tonight. Good to have you tonight. Um, affirm your friends. Remember, what I just said, <laughs> be the believer. Don't wait for people to believe in you. Believe in them first. And, and this is this comes from the power of affirmation. Be able to be around your friends and give them their flowers because you don't know when they're gonna die. You don't know when they're gonna go. I'm, t I'm telling y'all, I just lost my best friend last year toward the end of the year. And I have no regret on how I spoke to him because we spent hours on the phone just affirming each other. 
just affirming each other. Me calling out his gifts, him calling out my gifts, us telling each other how we're going to make it in ministry, how we're going to make it in marriage, how we're going to make it in parenting and fatherhood, how we're going to overcome all these things in business, financially. We just poured into each other. We gave each other flowers at every chance that we could. And after he passed, I have no regret on wishing I would have told him something. Because I inspired him. I spent time affirming him, giving him his flowers. And he did the same thing with me. Spend time affirming your friends. You don't know when you're going to have them again. Give them their flowers. Why are they here? And, and real affirmation reveals an aspect of their personality to them that they didn't even realize. That's what real affirmation is. Right? So, let's keep moving. Uh, next one is, uh, remember, love, inspiration. The next one is faithfulness. All right? The way that I de define faithfulness in friendships, listen to this, is stay true to who you are no matter who you are around. Oh... Stay true to who you are, no matter who you are around. Mm. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm about to hurt somebody's idea of how they've been a friend. Hopefully, I heard it just to help it. I don't want to make y'all feel guilty tonight. I want you to feel empowered tonight. Uh, stay true to who you are, no matter who you are. I got to hit the light for that. <laughs> Hey, everybody knows what is the mark of a fake friend? It's a person that changes when they're in a different environment. That's how you know a friend. That's you ain't faithful, right? The actual definition of faithfulness is true to the original intent. That's what being faithful is. When I'm faithful to something, that means I'm true to the original intent. That's why God is faithful, because he's always true to his original intent. Not the intent that we came up with. <laughs> he's true to the original intent. He's faithful. His original intent to be who he is in your life, he going to stay true to that. No matter what happens. No matter who's around. No matter who else becomes a part of the family. You, 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 do you actually, can you imagine, can you imagine if you got saved and then... Somebody who's more famous than you got saved, and God was like, dang, I got to bless them tonight, not you. I, I got to feed them tonight because, you know, it's Drake, man. Drake just got saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know you got saved. You know what I'm saying? But but, but everybody been waiting on Drake to get saved. You know, you feel me? Like, he made, he, he come on, man. He Drake. <laughs> he made God's plan. Come on, man. Because Drake is saved, I, I got to deal with him a little bit more than I deal with you. God ain't like that. God ain't like that. And when Drake come around, God don't change. Right? So, so the mark of your validity as a friend is that no matter who is around, you don't change. Oh, I love that. You said say true to who and whose you are no matter who you are around. The atmosphere does not change who I am. God will have you in your feelings, right? You can you imagine that? 
What if he had to tell you that one night? Hey, yo, 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 I know that you prayed for this. But come on, man. Come on. Denzel was praying, too. I, I know you was praying. I, I got to answer Denzel's prayer. Come on, man. Everybody know he a Christian. I got to answer his prayers. He just told Will Smith about the devil. I got to answer his prayers before yours. <laughs> what if he was like that? We don't deal with a guy like that. No, he says, I don't change no matter who I'm around. I am. I am who I said I am. And that does not change. Right? So whoever you are should not change whoever you are around. I mean, should not change no matter who you are around. Right? The atmosphere does not dictate your personality. The people around you should not change who you are. Because everybody knows. If you start switching up on me when we around certain people, you fake. That's the one word I got for you. You fake. Ain't no fake friends in the kingdom. <laughs> hey, put that in the group chat. Ain't no fake friends in the kingdom. We real friends. <laughs> Ain't no fake friends in the kingdom. I hit the light one time. Ah, bam. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that. <laughs> no fake friends in the kingdom. We don't, we don't do that. Right? <laughs> last one. Last one. Last one. Last one. Remember, it's love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. Love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment is love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. So we define love. We define inspiration. We define being faithful. Now let's define empowerment, and which is I believe this is the most important one. Um, what you want to be able to do is help your friends to see their calling. Right? Unlock their gifts. Right? Put that in the group chat. Help your friends to see their calling and unlock their gifts. Right? Help your friends to see their calling and unlock their gifts. It's like I told y'all. <laughs> my, my friend, uh, Paul, he calls my gifts out of me. We sit and we talk. And he was the one that told me, hey, man, you should do a podcast. I feel like you have the type of voice for that. Right? I took that, ran with it. I done done six podcasts. I think <laughs> five or six. And I got more coming. I ain't done yet. He unlocked the gift inside of me. I said, oh, snap. I can talk well. I can host a podcast. I can't. What? He unlocked my gift. Right? All the time. When me and Ronnie, <laughs> me and the Lutz, we have conversations. Oftentimes, we just tell each other about the gifts that we have. 
I tell him how great he is in music. And he tells me how great I am in music. I tell him how great he is at asking questions and being a friend to people. How good he is of a man to his girl. And he tells me the same thing. I tell him how good he is with children. And he tells me the same thing. We tell each other about our gifts because we want to pull each other's calling out of each other so that our gifts can be unlocked and we can advance the kingdom. That's your goal with a friend. Empowerment. That's real empowerment. If I can see you and then I see things in you that you don't see in yourself and I refuse to let you live your life without me calling that out of you. No, I will empower you. Empowerment. That's what empowerment is. That's what empowerment is. The, the scriptures say that God has predestined you before the foundation of the earth. That means that he been waiting on the moment to empower you. He had gifts for you to do, things for you to do, good works for you to do from the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of the earth. So that means before the earth was here, your plans was already made. You feel me? Before the earth was here, your plans was already made. Right? We pour into each other. Rolling. Same thing. Whenever I see rolling, we pour into each other. You got to be able to pour into each other. You know what I mean? Bro, Roland, I'll never forget that moment we took that trip to Orange County trying to make it to the Orange County Fair. <laughs> it was a crazy journey. But you was making that drive for us. You know? I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Crazy day. A lot happened. You know? You got to empower your friends. God empowers you. When he tells you that you are a masterpiece, you are the workmanship of the kingdom, that Jesus started your faith and he's going to finish your faith, that should empower you. That should make you go do things with your life. All right, we almost out of here. We almost out of here. We almost out of here. <laughs> Family, right? All right, so remember that. Love, inspiration, faithfulness, and power. I see you, Elijah. You posted it one more time for your boy. Life, love, inspiration, faithfulness, and empowerment. All right, so I got a video for y'all, um, and then we're going to be up out of here. Uh, <laughs> so have y'all ever seen the movie Little Miss Sunshine? All right, this is one of my favorite scenes from the video. And so I, I, I want to close with this because I, I'm going to move into a different area um, about friends uh, in, the, in the next coming weeks. And so let's, let's, let's leave a little cliffhanger about how um, to become even more practical and um, being there for each other. Uh, check this out. Okay, um, wait real quick because I want to give you a little bit of context before I play the before I play the whole clip. Um, so the context is that this 
guy had been wanting to go to the Air Force um, for a long time. He'd been wanting to go to the Air Force. And he just found out that he's colorblind. And because he's colorblind, he's not able to be a part of the Air Force. So they were on a road trip. He hopped out of the car and he went over here over the hill to go be by himself. This is how he was comforted. Just check this out. Now, his mom just tried to comfort him. He don't want nothing to do with his mom because of how the family has been handled. Yo. All it took was a hug. Now I'm gonna close on this. I'm gonna close on this. Create some space and some silence when your friends are going through problems.
Because in their silence, in your silence, is when they can hear from God. If you are trying to match that emotion, trying to pour out all the, the great advice that you can give, everything that you can think of in that moment, and they hurt, and they don't receive you in that moment, it's going to frustrate you. It's going to make you mad. It's going to make you upset. Right? So this is the opening to the therapeutic conversation. Give some hugs. <laughs> Give a hug. Give a hug. Grieve with your friend. Put your head down when they put their head down. You share some tears when they share some tears. You know, the, the reason why I was able to make it through my best friend dying last year is because people cried with me. People were sad with me. They grieved with me. And that's doing life. They did life with me. And that's how I was able to bounce back. Right? So, um, that's going to conclude our class for tonight. Listen, straight up. I love y'all. I really do love y'all. Um, next week, we're going to, um, I, I really want to have a night of prayer, um, uh, and a Q and A. So so uh let, let's see who uh how next week goes. I'm gonna go live. Uh we, we're gonna continue talking about friendship. Uh but I but I wanna hold I wanted to be interactive prayer and interactive QA. I want some people to hop on the live. Um I want us to just talk about friendship. Um I, I wanna hear some voices, uh I wanna hear some opinions, I wanna hear some stories from y'all. And what we're going to do is we're going to use all of these words that we say to each other on this podcast to build each other up. And we are going to create the kind of family that God wants in the kingdom of God. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to revolutionize the culture of friendship. I love y'all. Let me pray us out. Uh, Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be able to have this moment. Thank you so much. Lord, I just want to ask that you continue to reveal to us who we are. So that we can be everything that we're supposed to be to our friends. Lord, show us boundaries so that we can protect our mental health. But also, show us the risk that we're supposed to take for our friends. Also, show us the comfort zone that we need to get out of so that we can be there in a way for them that other people may have not been there for them. Allow us to be friends to the friendless. Allow us to, to make more brothers and sisters, to choose more family members. And allow this to spread amongst our communities. I ask y'all listen to powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I will see y'all next week. Full video is going to be posted right here on Instagram. Right after it's done, the YouTube video is going to be uploaded to the page. I think my screen's getting a little foggy because it got a little stuffy up in here. It's going to be uploaded to the YouTube page, and we'll be dropping the first podcast episode tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. Love y'all. Y'all have a good night.
you ever get in a situation to where your friend is brokenhearted and they pour out their heart to you and you get hit with a rush of emotions and you don't know what to say? Pray this.